Welcome to ECFR's Voices on Ukraine, Voices of Ukraine initiative. Today we're talking with Anna Korbut, Deputy Chief Editor of the Ukrainian Week. Anna was one of the uh, first persons that on the night of the 21st of November 2013 went to the Maidan Square and protested against the Yanukovych government. Anna, what is it that took you out to the streets that night? What were your motivations and those of the people around you? Um, thank you, Borja, for inviting uh, me to talk. Um, uh, the Maidan didn't start uh, on November 21st. It started, uh, the sentiment for it started uh, way before. Uh, people were unhappy with the Yanukovych government, and there were a number of reasons for that. First of all, uh, we've always had corruption and ineffective government, but under Yanukovych it got really bad. Uh, I would start the Yanukovych people, so it was pretty much the Donbass clan that originated from the bandit clans of the 90s. Um, what they started doing when Yanukovych came to power was taking over every part of life, every region, so they would have their loyal people in every region, every oblast, and uh, these loyal people would use the law, use the systems, use uh, uh, administrations and government institutions, not uh, for the functions that they were supposed to carry out, but for their own personal enrichment, benefit, and protection from law. Uh, the corruption was uh, turning into something uh, uh, not only political but criminal-like. So I would hear um, cases of uh, even not only big companies being uh, having problems with tax authorities and with corruption, but also smaller businesses being raided by representatives of the family. By family, I mean Yanukovych and uh, his sons. So on the one hand, you would hear that middle and middle businesses, which are pretty much the middle class and the basis of the foundation of the country, they were being uh, harassed and uh, intimidated and raided by the representatives of the top authority in the country. And in that, in that raidership, uh, the top authority was helped by every institution that was supposed to protect these people's rights, which means police, courts, tax administration, whatever you name it. Uh, on the other hand, you would hear that the representatives of this family would buy extremely fancy cars. They would uh, spend huge money and um, they would only favor their uh, circle and the people who were loyal to them. Also, on the, on the level of uh, just people, for instance, I was taking music classes and in my music school, the director and deputy director of, this, of the music school were forced to enter the party of regions because otherwise they would run problems with administration with the top education authorities. Um, so you can see how, how where the country was going and as representative of the, of the media I, could, I knew about this, I could write about this, I could investigate this, I worked for one of the top socio-political journals in Ukraine but it would make no difference whatsoever because people would r read about it, they would be unhappy, they would be frustrated. But even if they went to the elections, the elections would be faked. And, and, and what happened? What is it that actually put people like you on the 21st of November? There's been a lot of speculation on, on the first few days. And why, why is it that people carried European flags? 
Uh, it was because uh, we were expecting uh, Yanukovych to sign the association agreement with the EU, and we did not see it as um, um, as an instrument of our enrichment of getting our life better in the short-term prospect economically. We didn't, we didn't see it as a prospect of entering the EU or getting a f visa-free regime to travel to the EU and work there. We saw it as some um, instrument, as some leverage, extra leverage that could help us get at least some uh, some pressure on the government to change to change these absolutely corrupt and criminal practices because on our own we were feeling pretty helpless we didn't have any institution to protect to provide us an illegal foundation to practice law to battle this corruption it was only all these institutions that were supposed to protect the rule of law they were actually using the law for the benefit of the family you communicated over facebook um, it was uh, well, we heard I came I came home that night and I was really I was really frustrated I was pretty much desperate because I, I understood that this was a shift a dra dramatic shift towards Russia and Russia offers the same corrupt criminal crony um, um, system of state which Ukraine didn't want and uh, Russia backed this regime. So uh, we understood that this, the refusal to send, sign the association agreement was refusal of hope of change. Uh, and I saw a post on Facebook, I opened Facebook, and I saw a post of one of our top journalists saying that if you disagree with the decision of the government, come to the Maidan and take grab a cup of tea and uh, umbrellas because it was drizzling. And I was thinking, I mean, the government hasn't been listening to society for for years. What would make it listen now? But I still decided I have to do it because otherwise I will feel that I haven't done the right thing. And then I went to the I went to the Maidan on the first day, on the first night, pretty much. Uh, there were um, about three, four, three hundred people first. Then more and more people began to gather. And uh, f at first, the civil activists were speaking, but then the opposition arrived. And uh, the opposition started uh, talking to people, but they were using these very uh, usual slogans that they used. And people were tired of it because the opposition turned proved itself to be very weak in opposition to the government. Uh, it did nothing in as opposition. It only spoke, and the slogans the slogans were useful useless so we realized that pretty much the opposition wouldn't be the instrument that would help us win this battle and um, we realized that it was the civil society that had to do it. What is it that you'll have to say in a nutshell to some of these people who still speculate on the role of external actors in in launching the Maidan and revolting against the Yanukovych government in a nutshell? Um, I think that it wasn't external actors that pushed Yanukovych to steal and raid businesses. I don't think it was external actors that pushed uh, Yanukovych's uh, interior minister and uh, judges loyal to him corrupt law and corrupt every legal practice in their favor. And um, I don't think it was external powers that I didn't have any external powers pushing me to uh, go to the Maidan that day and to stand on the Maidan. What pushed me was uh, desire for change. I desperately wanted change. And that was, uh, that was the desire of myself, my mother, my friends. Thank you. Just a final question. What is it that you expect uh, of the, on the future of your country, of Ukraine? Um, I, uh, as <laughs> as has been said before, I don't, I can't afford pessimism about. It. I know how 
extremely difficult the situation in my country is. We are fighting a war with Russia, one of the most powerful, seemingly powerful countries in the world that Europeans and the United States are afraid to confront. Um, we uh, we ha we didn't have an army before before the war started, before the aggression started. Now we are forced to build it in a very very uh, emergency situation, and it's so hard. Also, we're forced to fight corruption and the the old scheme that still is very strong. We have to fight that as well. So, um, I but I remain optimistic because there is no other way for me to be. Thank you. This was Anna Korbut from the Ukrainian Week. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and sharing some lights on, on the Maidan movement for ECFR's Voices on Ukraine, Voices of Ukraine initiative. Mm -hmm.